Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. This is Cindera Quackenbush. As fall draws near, I hope you're having insightful transitions into the new season, whether that looks like resuming school, forming fall projects, or simply drawing in with the waning light. I am excited to return to an oracle card question today and the story that resulted, along with a surprising synchronicity that transpired with the retelling of this story during the last month. The question began with Elena in Spain, who asks, What can you tell me about going to study acting in London? Oh, what a fun question, Elena, and how lucky you are to be considering this possibility. For this reading, I used the Story Through Stone reflection cards, which feature naturally occurring imagery from billion-year-old stones from California. I utilized the three-card destiny spread I learned from Megan Skinner in her book, The Essence of Tarot. Drawing from the imagery in the cards, a story is crafted specifically for Elena's inquiry. Within the story lies important imagery and metaphors that speak to her situation. True to the telling of stories, however, I believe there is a seed of the universal in each story that you, our listeners, may relate to as well. So, the destiny spread. Three cards are laid out side by side from left to right. The left card represents your inherent gifts and past proclivities. The card I drew first for Elena in this position was the Song of Creation. The center card represents the present situation and newly emerging gifts. And the card I drew for this was a stone my father called the Cosmic Clam. But for this reading, it became the Gifts of the Oyster. The card on the right represents the big picture and a possibility for the future. The card I drew for Elena was the Rolling Stone. Here is the story. In the wide world of wonders, there once existed a little oyster. Deep within a body of water it existed, tight within its shell. It had never seen the great rolling hills, the birds that migrated with wings expanded over the horizon each year. It indeed had never even breathed the air. It only knew its womb of water. And that was okay. It was still a young oyster yet, and within the heart of its enclosed shell, it knew a great expanse of possibility within itself, and therefore knew great things existed in the larger world as well. And so, one day, propelled by this knowledge, its shell halves slowly opened, and the eyes of this creature peeked out. It saw the light shining from above the waters and wanted to follow this invitation. 
It had seen and heard of many clams who had moved on in this way, but by being an oyster, it was rooted and held in place. But the oyster had something the clams did not, a most beautiful, shiny pearl. This pearl had formed from the grit that had gotten caught in it long ago. The grit had been small and sometimes bothersome, but it was the only thing that belonged to the oyster. It was the only gift it had to offer. This great gift of the oyster was made to go out into the world, but it was only when the oyster had the courage to open its shell, peeking gingerly out into the light, that the pearl emerged, floating to the surface and to the shore. This pearl, unique to all pearls, started to make its way even across the land. Its shiny surface changed in its roll across the rocky landscape. It was strong, however, and the landscape's roughness only made it shine brighter. And the landscape changed, too, with the pearl's path marking its way in its contours. The pearl, at last, discovered the rolling hills, how the wings of birds expand at sunset, and it became, though small, one of the earth's great treasures. Interpretation In card number one, as you'll remember, we drew the card Song of Creation. In this card, it shows that there is a great flourishing and natural potential inherent within you. You are full of life and budding talent. Still very much tied to your roots, these abilities have been somewhat buried. They are seeking to come to the surface now and to rise up and out into the world. Card number two. The eyes of the oyster peek out from its enclosure, wishing to connect to a new world. It is strongly connected to a lifeline, which may either be drawing it out or keeping it in this womb of water. In seeing this, I am interested in what is most keeping you where you are at right now. Is it a relationship? The comfort of being at home? Whatever it is, though a positive presence, it is keeping you in a sort of protected womb. In order to grow, the need to go out on your own is calling. The gift of the oyster, its pearl of great price, cannot be appreciated down in the depths of the dark waters. It has been nourished and grown here. However, there is a gift that needs to be shared with the world. In your curiosity to go to London, it is as if the oyster shells are opening as you are called by this opportunity. Card number three. This card has quite a clear answer with the image of the rolling stone. It is asking for movement and new lands. The rigors of the road of this journey will shape you as you bring your gifts to the world. I see little doubt that the chance to study acting in London will allow you to discover new aspects of yourself and learn great things about life. I am excited for you and wish you the best of luck. So this story came up again this summer when I was asked to instruct a stone storytelling activity with children for a writing summer camp. 
Together with the story of the billion-year-old stones and my father's discovery of their imagery, I wondered if I would have the children's attention long enough to tell them a sample story. I uncovered this short story of the pearl, pearl, which is short and sweet, and thought maybe this story of the oyster's pearl may work. As clams also feature briefly in the story, my pondering seemed confirmed when a colleague walked by me as I was printing out the text of the story and just happened to proclaim, Mmm, I've made some clam chowder. Do you have magical moments like this that encourage you? If so, take note. I have been inspired this year by the work of Deepak Chopra and his book, Synchro Destiny. In his work where science and spirituality meet, Chopra says we must recognize these signs of synchronicity, believing that they are no accident or coincidence. They have something to reveal to us about our purpose and our destiny. So, while presenting to the children, I had indeed spoken so much during the introduction, I thought I had better skip the story and let the kids get to writing with the stones as soon as possible. But then a young girl raised her hand and asked with big eyes, But how do we tell a story with the stones? This is often a step in my practice with the stones and stone cards that I often take for granted. I am used to just looking at the imagery and stories come into shape within the imagination. What was needed to demonstrate the process was my prepared sample story. Would you like to hear a story that came from the stones? I asked, and they all nodded eagerly. And so out came the oyster story with a fun twist for the young writers. And then the pearl was found by a girl who, in its surface, was able to see all sorts of pictures and then began to write stories. I thought that maybe this was the end of my time with the oyster story, but a surprising synchronicity emerged just a couple days later when oysters surfaced in an online article delivered directly to my phone. Now, this was no article that had popped up because my phone had been keeping track of my interests and thus delivered an oyster article. This was from my very own subscription to the Chronicle. The title caught my eye. Oysters in peril as warming climate alters the water in their habitats. The article written by Peter Fimwright states that human-caused climate change is increasingly harming oysters in tamales and San Francisco bays and could soon devastate shellfish across California as the chemistry of the water in estuaries morphs and livable habitat shrinks, a UC Davis study has found. Even moderate changes in water temperature, acidity, and dissolved oxygen make it harder for native and commercial oysters to grow their calcium-based shells, which may cause dramatic declines in both farmed and native species of oysters. It felt as if the oyster itself had been calling through this story, through this string of synchronicities. How else might an oyster speak up? I reflected on the chosen words for my work with the stones. Story through stone. At one time, I had decided these words because I liked the sound of them. But I now realize that story through stone is quite different than the other arrangements I could have chosen. 
Stories on stone would suggest a surface story revealed. Stories in stone suggest a story emerging from within the nature of the stone itself. Stories with stone would suggest stories emerging between the collaboration between the stone and myself. All of these would be true, but the chosen story through stone suggests that there are stories in the larger world, in the ether of the environment, that can emerge through the interaction with stone and other imagery. Perhaps our deepest layers of psyche, connected to the collective and world unconscious, are receptive to these stories. Working with the ancient imagery can reveal it. This liberates our connection to card readings as not just personal reflections, but that we may be receptive to the workings and wishes of the environment around us as well. Two other synchronicities in the past with stone readings have pointed to this. The first was in my early days of experimenting with stone storytelling. I was alone in my apartment in San Francisco and told one of my first stories with a stone in which I had seen a spider. After engaging for a long time with the vivid imagery in meditation, I got up and took a shower. When I returned to my living room, I saw that in the very place where I had been sitting, the largest spider I had ever seen in San Francisco was right there. It was large and black, but not a black widow. Jittery with excitement with this visitor, I captured it in a cup and put it outside the window. I remember watching it for a long time as it was trying to get back in. The second synchronicity happened later at a workshop I gave at the Dream Institute of Northern California in Berkeley. In this small group, a story came to me of a god that lived underground. From the stone, I furthered this story with the development that the people who lived on the surface of the earth could not hear the god below because they were very distracted by the gods of the sky. The earth below, to be heard, shouted louder, causing earthquakes that finally the people felt. That night, back in San Francisco, I woke to a 4.3 earthquake. And so, returning to the gifts of the oyster reading in this podcast, perhaps you have heard the voice of the oyster, the voice of spider, the voice of the earth itself. Through metaphor, we may realize our own gifts, like the oyster and its pearl, but there is also a real oyster entity out there with its own life and legacy. May we grow the gifts within ourselves that reach out, recognizing these other life forms and finding the ways in which each of us uniquely may allow these other pearls to shine far into the future. Do you have a grit of sand you would like to explore as a possible pearl in a story through stone reading? We are still accepting questions and readings to be featured on the podcast, which you can submit by becoming a patron and emailing tarotpodcast at gmail.com. Make your tiny or not so tiny pledge at tiny.cc forward slash tarot. And warmest thanks to our current patrons, Kat, Richard, Ali, and Geneva. Thank you so much and see you next time.